Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we can't wait to talk to you about sex. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Uh, I love your little <laughs> intro. I'm doing great. It's summer. <laughs> it's June. Uh, it's beautiful. It's Pride Month. It's, you know, we're right at the very middle of Pride Month. We're bisecting it right down the middle. I love Pride Month. Yeah, I mean, corporate rainbows are all fine and good. I'm just happy that, uh, you know, I get to get out there and dance and you know, be a little more gay than normal, which is pretty hard when you're me. Because as you know, from two weeks ago, I dress gay. And as you know, from last week, everything else about me is pretty gay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're here to answer your questions about love and relationships and sex and sexual health or pretty much anything at all that you want to talk about. We're, we're happy to have that conversation. So check out our social media, send us some emails. What's our topic for today, Spring? Bye, 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 bye bisexuality. I can't sing, but I'm going to keep singing that in sing song all day. I'm sure of it because bye, bye, bye. We are talking about bisexuals, bisexuality. Bye, bye, bye. Did you know that um the song Bye, Bye, Bye by the boy band in sync came out in the year 2000? That seems like a long time ago. <laughs> that means the song that's going to be stuck in your head, people who came out of their mother's womb on the day the song was released are allowed to drink alcohol. Well, Bye 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 bye. <laughs> maybe that's what maybe I have the, to say to that. Car- car- carry on, carry over. I should do like the little little. The, the, yeah, I can we're do doing the dance, the dance too. You yeah. can't see it, guys. We're really good at it. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about bisexuality in the very middle of Pride Month. Um, we have a couple other episodes about bisexuality. So if you want some more info, you can go check those out as well. But um, today uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, several aspects of bisexuality that aren't normally discussed. Um, bisexuality, most of the time people think, oh, that girl is hot or, oh, there's a three-way. Um, and the media often presents bisexuals as these like really sexy, like beautiful Unicorns. Unicorns, right. Um, But the reality is a little bit different. So uh, I thought, so today, Spring and I thought we would chat just a little bit about some of the realities for people who are bisexual. Ooh, bisexual reality. Bisexual reality. And Spring happens to be a bisexual. Oh. Um, I, at (laughs) one point in my life, called myself a bisexual. So that makes me like a... (laughs) past bisexual no um but we, we, there's a lot of experience we both know tons of people who are bi um 
And uh, we've talked about some of like the coming out issues for people who are bi in previous episodes. But I think it's really important to talk about some of the discrimination that people who are bisexual face. Um, and by discrimination, um, I usually call it double discrimination because that B in the LGBT kind of gets kicked out, right? Like you're not gay enough to hang with us. Um, you know, like you can be a straight person, you can date a woman, you can have all of that heterosexual privilege if you want it. But at the same time, people who are bisexual get a lot of flack from straight people as well. There's, there's all kinds of research out there, tons of studies, but it shows that the vast majority of women won't, most vast majority of heterosexual women won't date a bisexual man. If he's had sex with a man one time, never again, right? Like there's all of those myths that go on um, that if there's a man who has sex with another man a single time, he's gay forever. Um, so we know bisexual men face a lot of hardships um, from both communities um, and bisexual women do as well. Um, like we, we have that episode about unicorns um, where often bisexual women are just hyper-sexualized. People think about them as nothing more than like, the oh, I can get this person into a three-way with me and my girlfriend or me and my boyfriend, depending, because they're happy to have sex with both of us. Um, but that's not really how bisexuality works. And we've talked about it before. So uh, they get double discrimination. Um, there isn't very much research out there about lesbians being willing to date a bisexual, but... I mean, if we just look at it pretty much across the board, we know that they're rejected very much by heterosexual women. We know that they're rejected by heterosexual men. They're accepted sexually sometimes in different categories, but there's a lot of discrimination that they face. So that double discrimination is really hard. Um, and we know that the more discrimination a person faces in their life, the more like negative outcomes or bad things happen to them down the road. So... You know, I think it's really interesting because we're talking about what does um, this look like for people really, right? So like Andrew's talking about all of this discrimination that bisexual people are facing and how um, some people might not want to date them because they're bisexual, because they're afraid of what that might mean for their relationship. Um, and, you know, I think it's really interesting because we talk about internalized um sometimes homophobia. And I think this is really interesting here. This internalized discrimination that bisexual people face um, can be really real also. And I just want to give like an example of what that looks like. Um, so my girlfriend and I, Tini and I were at a party and it was a party um, specifically catering to LGBT folks. Um, it was about, it was before COVID. So it was over a year ago. <laughs> And, um, we were at this party and they, um, wanted couples to like do a little runway walk. And then they were going to award, um, one of the couples like with this award. And I don't even know what the award was for, but it was something LGBT. Right. And so Tini and I walked down and we won the award. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> we won the award, which was really exciting. But then I felt really guilty and I felt like, I'm not gay enough to get the award, like, because it was like this LGBT party. And I was like, oh, I'm just bisexual. Like, I don't, we don't deserve to get this award because we're both bisexual and we are not like as gay as other people are here. And it like, it was actually really hard. It was, P.S., the trophy was made out of Play-Doh. <laughs> It was, it was, that was all the award was. I didn't win money or anything. I got a gold Play-Doh trophy and it was really hard for me to accept it. Like I was like, I'm not gay enough to, for this party for me to get this. And that is, you know, a very real example of like how 
I feel like bisexuality is being erased. Like it's not a real uh, sexual orientation. And even though I know that it is intellectually, what I've internalized is this is not good enough. This is not um, enough of an orientation to like have for it to matter, for it to be uh, real on its own. I mean, and and that's what I was talking about. Like uh, there are so many external forces as well. So Spring's talking about how she's internalized some of that discrimination I was talking about before where, you know, people will say that you're not gay enough or you don't belong in a gay space because you're bisexual. And there's all kinds of reasons, but all of those reasons are false, right? They're just excuses because people don't understand bisexuality. Um, But bisexuality is actually a lot more complicated. And and Spring, when you were talking about it, you said you didn't feel gay enough. Um, (laughs) When we talk about bisexuality, like if we use something like the Kinsey scale, it goes from zero to six or one to seven. And um, somebody who's exclusively straight is a zero and someone who's exclusively gay is a six, right? All of those numbers in between are some level of bisexual, right? So there's all different kinds of levels of bisexuality. It's that spectrum that we keep talking about. Um, And not every bisexual person is 100% the same attracted to both men and women, right? Yeah. And I think, I think that's really important when we're talking about bisexuality, because a lot of people just assume bisexuals are like 50, 50, they're like equally attracted to both men and women, um, sexually equally attracted to men and women romantically, um, and emotionally. Right. But bisexual people can be attracted to, um, different genders at different times and for different reasons. So it could be like sexual attraction is stronger toward one gender and it could be like romantic and relationship attraction is stronger toward another. Um, so it doesn't actually ever fall 50-50 on any of these axes, right? Absolutely. Um, one of my best friends, I'm not going to give their name, um, incredibly high sexual attraction towards men, incredibly high romantic attraction towards women. So like her romantic sexual orientation was very lesbian and her like, I want to sleep with it. Her lizard brain was titillated by men. So her kind of bisexuality took her in very, very different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did cause a lot of issues over time as well, because like people like men would want a romantic or emotional relationship with her. And she's like, I'm not interested in that with you. And sometimes women would want a little bit too much of the sexual thing. And she's like, you know, I'm not really turned on by all of this. Um, Bisexuality is way more complicated than that one letter in the alphabet, right? Because your attractionality and like your, your romance and your emotional attractions can go in different directions and they don't necessarily align. Like imagine being in a world where I really like to sleep with women, but I don't want to have a relationship with them. And I only want to have relationships with men, but I don't want to sleep with them. Complex. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel really upset right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, my life is too complicated. I can't handle this. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Um, but the thing is, bisexual people can be fulfilled. They can be happy. Um, but we, as a society, have a lot of external work to do. Um, like as a gay person, you know, like I am firmly in that rainbow, and uh, no one's going to say I'm not gay enough. Well, I'm sure there's some people who say I'm not gay enough. But <laughs> no one's going to say you're not gay enough. <laughs> no one's going to say I'm not gay enough. Um, but I have to work harder to be 
inclusive of people who are bisexual and create spaces for them. Over the last few years, I've been working really hard to make spaces for people who are non-binary, people who are asexual, people of trans experience. And in all of that work, I don't think I've included bisexuality a single time. Like, and it's not on purpose. It's not that I discriminate against them, but it's that kind of invisibility that Spring was mentioning earlier, right? Like it's just assumed like, oh, they're fine. They'll be okay. But we know that they're not. So that's going to be my like, just the tip for Andrew at the end of the episode I'm giving you right before we go on break is <laughs> I have to work harder to be inclusive in those spaces and be loud about it. Like I'm loud about everything else. All right. Well, we'll be right back. We have to take a short break. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. Today, we are talking about the InSync pivotal hit from 2000, Bye Bye Bye. Bye Bye. bye. Justin Timberlake is still a sexy man. Is he bisexual? I don't think so. (laughs) Probably. Maybe. I don't know. You heard it here first. We have no idea. (laughs) We we, we have no idea. Sometimes I think if we were in a world that didn't have all of this like homophobia and transphobia and biphobia, um, I think a lot of people would have probably, you know, have some fun, like once in a while, like give it a go. You know, yeah. like lots of people give it a try in college, but uh, like I think there would just be more of that. I think the reason why people are so afraid to do any of that is they just don't want to be labeled as gay the rest of their life. And we know that for men, one bisexual experience, people will call them gay forever, right? But we were just talking about, we talked about discrimination. We were talking about how it's complex on the spectrum. We talked about invisibility, um, but I think it's really important to talk about like the real life outcomes for people who are bisexual. And I know Spring, uh, this is something Spring talks about a lot, and I think it's really important. Um, what do you think our listeners should know about the like the actual true stories of bisexual people, Spring? Well, I think it's um, pretty bad, actually, when we look at the research, and we, we don't have that much research, to be honest, on bisexual people. We have a lot more on lesbian and gays, and obviously a lot on heterosexual people. But um, we don't have a lot of research about bisexual people. But the research we do have is not good news. The research that we do have says that bisexual people have higher rates of suicide. They have higher rates of um, mental health problems than both um, any type of gay people or heterosexual people. That makes a lot of sense, right? Like, we know that you need social support. You need people in your life to, like, hold you up when you're feeling down and support you and praise you when you're doing well. Um, And if you feel excluded from the whole queer community, and if you feel excluded from the whole het community, like, who do you have to do those things for you, right? And without that kind of support in your life, you're more likely to have some of these negative mental health issues, more likely to have suicidal ideation, more likely to have things like depression and anxiety too, right? Yeah. And and it's not only mental health um, outcomes, it's also physical health outcomes. We also see that bisexual people have higher rates of um, sexually transmitted diseases and higher rates of unintended pregnancies. So there are so many outcomes that we're seeing that this is this is a problem like we're we're like okay so we kind of just have lost bisexual people in a lot of the um interventions and the like outreach that we've been doing as well and and you know we're talking about this idea of like bi erasure that like there or bi invisibility right and um And so that means that they're not being targeted by like things that could uh, support them, right? Because we're targeting um, lesbian and we're targeting gay and we're targeting like 
the more general population of heterosexuals, um, but there's not specific targeting reaching out to bisexual because I think the thought is kind of like, well, the gay stuff will get them if they're in a gay relationship and the straight stuff will get them if they're in a straight relationship. Um, but that's not true because bisexual people identify as bisexual. So if something is targeting straight people or targeting gay people, regardless of what type of relationship a bisexual person is in, the message isn't reaching them, right? Because we need to be specifically targeting bisexual people and, um, and reaching out to them and finding them um, with all these different types of support that they need. Absolutely. Um, that's what, then that's what I mean. Like I'm part of that problem um, and I need to get better, like be best, Andrew, be best by, uh, that was awful. Um, but uh, I need to get better about making sure that that B is highlighted and included. Like, and, and when I teach about LGBT issues, I always have a slide explicitly about bisexuality and I talk about it for a second. It needs to be more than that. It needs to be integrated across everything that we do. At the end of the day, I think there's way more bisexual people than, than we know about, right? Like people who are lesbian and people who are gay, we're much more likely to know because they end up in same-sex relationships. Um, and it's a lot harder to sort of mask that in society. Um, people who are bisexual um, are more likely to end up in heterosexual relationships. Um, and part of that's just because it's easier. There are more people like of the uh, heterosexual persuasion the heterosexual <laughs> lifestyle is that what we should start calling it? they're more heterosexual <laughs> lifestyle uh geared people than there are homosexuals um no but uh we we kind of have lost where they are um when i was doing uh when i was reading up for this episode all of the studies and statistics that i could find were about polling heterosexual people about their feelings about bisexual people there were no studies about bisexuals Ugh polling them about their perceptions and feelings about the rest of the world. Um, and part of that is easy, right? Because uh, you can find a lot of straight people around and ask them questions, right? And you can actually find a lot of gay people and ask them questions too, but finding the bisexual people is hard. So if you're a bisexual listener, you want to chat with us, or if you have any questions for us, just send us an email or call us or check out our social media. Um, and this month we'll, we'll, we'll be extra loud during Proud Month Pride Month. And we'll make sure we'll, we'll continue that um, on our social media presence as well, because it's important. We need to carve a space um, and reach out to let them know that there are resources. Um, and Spring mentioned that uh, people who are bisexual have higher rates of um, STDs and they have higher rates of unintended pregnancy. Um, and once again, I don't. that's not because they're promiscuous, right? It's not because yeah. they're having lots of sex with lots of people. It's because they're not being targeted by appropriate educational interventions. People aren't teaching them about themselves, their bodies, their condoms. And if you have internalized hate, right? Like, oh, I don't like this about myself. If you don't care about your body enough, you don't take care of your body. And that's when we start seeing people do things like, well, I don't, I don't care. I don't need to use a condom or I, I need to feel included so bad or I need to feel loved so bad that I'm going to put myself at risk just to feel that way. And I think I think the other part of it is also that they're engaging in different types of sex play, right? So they're having sometimes sex with one type of partner and sometimes sex with another gender partner. And so that can also be complicated. So, you know, if someone is bisexual, say a woman is bisexual and she's, um, in mostly a female like relationships, and then she has sex with a man, but she might not be on birth control because normally she's not having sex with men, you know? And so things like that also impact these rates, right? Like this isn't my normal thing, but then like I'm doing this right now because, um, 
because I broke up or because this happened or whatever, you know? And so I think that that also plays into it because um, there are more types of sexual activities they might be engaging in. Absolutely. Um, And you can put yourself at risk. I think that we should do a little giveaway. All right. So the giveaway, if you are listening to our episode today and you are bisexual or you have a friend who is bisexual, I will send you or at least the first five people who send us a message, a bisexual care kit where I will have dental dams, I will have condoms, I will have insertive condoms, I will have multiple kinds of lubricant, and I will have all kinds of little packets of information inside that help you best understand how to protect yourself. So if you're listening and you want one of these, just send us a message. Um, You can send us a DM on Instagram or you can send us an email. And the first five people who do, I will send out of my stash of all kinds of wonderful sex goods, um, a little care package for people who are bisexual. (laughs) Amazing. Um, yeah. So, so we know that like there's all these outcomes and we know that, you know, we haven't been paying enough attention. And so, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, um, how, how do we raise awareness and how do we like highlight that? Because it can be really difficult because if a bisexual is in a relationship, no matter what it is, they're going to either look gay or straight, right? Because (laughs) so they never really look bisexual, right? Because that's how we identify people's sexual orientation mostly is through their relationships. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. What if you were dating a boy and a girl at the same time Mm -hmm. and you were walking down the street and you were between the two of them and you were holding both of their hands? Then the world would know you're bisexual. Yeah, that's the only time. So get get, get on that. Get on that. That's how that's how complicated this is, though, right? Because most of the time, like Spring said, we make assumptions about people and visibility is so important, right? Like I hold hands with my partner on campus sometimes when I'm walking around because I want people to see that there are gay people around. I can't do that and be bisexual unless I also was dating a woman or or like had a a woman friend was like holding lots of hands simultaneously. (laughs) Um, And I think that's like I think that kind of hits the nail on the head. Right. Because most of the time when we're trying to make things better, we talk about like visibility. We talk about like lifting people up. We talk about honoring people. Um, And bisexuals always appear, not always, but almost always appear to be heterosexual or gay. Like there's not a whole lot of times when they look like something else. And I think that's (laughs) one of the big issues. Yeah, maybe we need a separate bisexual month. No, but then they would be taken out of the gay pride month. I don't know. It's really complicated. It is. It is complicated. And, you know, um, I think that, you know, just like we're making it more um, acceptable and more um, like everyday practice to ask people their pronouns. Like, I think it's really nice to ask people, you know, about their sexuality more. Like if you if you're friends with someone and like like you can ask them about like who are they attracted to and things because it it can feel really nice to be seen by your friends. And I think that a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of my friends might know that I date men and women, but they haven't really ever asked me about that or know too much about that part of me or about like how I feel about dating or having sex with people of different genders. Right. So I think, you know, part of it is just starting like in your circles and asking people, and you might have assumptions about people's sexual orientation that are in relationships, right? That you don't actually know. So, you know, if I'm dating a man, a lot of people just assume that I'm straight and they never actually have that conversation with me. So I think that, um, I mean, I don't think that you need to like 
go up to random people on the street and ask them what their sexual orientation is. But I think it is nice to have those conversations with people that you care about and start to learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we have seen over the last five to 10 years, like more and more famous people are coming out as bisexual as well. Um, almost exclusively women, um, very few men, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, if a man if ever comes out as having sex with another man, people call him gay forever. But I think it's becoming much more acceptable societally for people to be bi. But unless someone chooses to reveal it, the world pretty much never knows. Yeah. Right? There's just that assumption. Yeah. And I, you know, I have, um, I know people and I've dated people that are bisexual that uh, don't want to talk about being bisexual and don't want to come out as bisexual. And, um, I think that's really sad, you know, because I, I think, um, there doesn't, there's not a lot of visible support. And so it can feel really scary for people to do that. And, and it's interesting that, um, in some cases it feels easier for people to come out as gay because there is this like almost big welcome, open arm reception from the gay world that it's, certainly can be hard from, uh, your family of origin maybe. Um, but there's this, like, there is this kind of like, you can see on the other side, this rainbow, like waiting for you. Right. And I think that a lot of bisexual people don't feel that. And they're like, well, why, why even talk about it? Why even come out? So our job is to make sure that rainbow like highlights bisexuality. So instead of bye, 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 we have to change it to like, welcome, <laughs> welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. All right. <laughs> Do you have a tip for us today? Adjust the tip. Um, yeah, I think that my tip is maybe let's just start assuming everyone's bisexual <laughs> instead of assuming whatever we think before. Um, and then like allow yourself to be a little more curious. I, I think curiosity, um, goes right in line with bisexuality, right? Like we have, we kind of associate bisexual people with being curious because there's this idea like, Oh, let me try a little of this, try a little of that. Um, and I think we can all use a little more curiosity in our lives, um, whether it's sexual or whether it's just, um, an exploration of the things around you. And when we approach things with curiosity, we, um, have a lot more room for growth personally. So I'm going to say, yeah, like, look at the world through bicolored lenses and, um, and see how curious you can be both about the people that, you know, the people that you think, you know, and people that you meet. It's beautiful. Um, my, my, my tip is that I think everyone should have to come out. Like, I think all straight people should have to come out. I think everybody should have to do that process. Um, so whatever you are, right, whatever you, your sexual orientation is, just think about it a little bit, position yourself, tell yourself, that you are that thing and you'll be better for it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any questions about this episode or any other questions about relationships or love or sexual health or pride or anything else, um, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us. Um, we are the sex rap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W W R A P. Um, you can call us at 413 I rap it and you can find us and DM us on social media at the sex rap. Thanks for listening. Bye, 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 bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder.
the Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.